0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu
1: slash podcast. Hey all 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Big Ten is the best at everything, including expansion. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Buckeye Bob, the only host who has seen their team win the college football playoff. And with me, as always, is AJ, B1G, Dream Big. Marchese. Hey, let me know
0: when uh, Ohio State beats Michigan this
1: decade, all right, bud? Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big Ten Prospects. You left me speechless. Let's hit it! Seven.
0: Seven.
1: Seven. 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 One. the home team
0: let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together
1: let's go seven rounds
0: forever and And that's a song
1: today's episode of seven rounds in heaven is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team a rising tide lifts all boats so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Well, unfortunately for Scott Frost, Nebraska let the funk out all over the beautiful city of Dublin. The Emerald Isle.
0: Uh, that was maybe the best week zero game I can remember.
1: It was, like, the perfect weird Week Zero game. More Week Zero games should be in other countries in between, like, two programs everyone knows, but no one's excited to watch. hmm. Helenski. played some ball, though, Rob. Q- yeah, QB1? No, well, he's QB1 for the big Ten. Yeah. As we dive into the prospects, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Scott Frost seems like that, that was uh, the nail in the coffin. I don't imagine that they're going to bounce back from uh, this. But, um, I mean... Good look for the Big Ten. Good Big Ten game there. Illinois walked over Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, Conference pride, baby. Um, I don't know. The new Western Kentucky quarterback was kind of fun. Uh, Vanderbilt's back, baby. And North Carolina was able to defeat a Florida A M m team that was uh, lacking like half their they, roster. They
0: struggled in the first half. Though.
1: I, I actually think one of the more interesting things was how bad FAU beat Charlotte.
0: Yeah, because was it was Charlotte favorite or very very close? I believe.
1: I, I I think so. Like yeah, close. Like FAU
0: less than three favorite. I think yeah.
1: And Charlotte's had this like weird hype about them. My guy Chris sure. Reynolds. Yeah, he I think got hurt. Oh fuck! I didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna. I didn't I'm not gonna see. pretend I watched this game. Oh no! Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Let's break it Nicosi, down. Nikosi Perry, remember I talked about him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Was I wrong?
0: Nope.
1: Are give you me ever? your week zero give me your week zero MVP. Uh
0: well, sticking on on topic. It's gotta be Chase Brown.
1: Canadian Chase Brown. hmm mm-hmm. More on him in a bit. Uh but yeah, no, overall, good uh good way to ease ourselves back into college football season.
0: I had like this weird like phenomenon, especially watching a game in a different country that like and after watching so much preseason NFL like the game almost feel like it didn't count even though it was like a, a real big ten game. It shouldn't have counted. I don't think so. I, I think Scott Frost would wish it didn't counted, but Amen. Wait, hold on. Sorry, uh, the, the the week zero MVP was the Wi Fi going down in the stadium in Dublin, in my opinion. Oh
1: yeah, and they got they got free beer, right? Yeah,
0: and then apparently they, they're just like switching to, they ran out of beer and switched to like gin and tonic and stuff. People people are like going to the, getting through the line, getting their peers going to the back of the line.
1: I mean makes sense. So what happens when you send Nebraska Northwestern to play in Dublin mm-hmm. in the middle of in the late August and nobody knows who either program is. Great week zero. Great week zero. Uh our week one preview will come tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Why not? I'm Hold not gonna wrongly. promise it. Yeah, that's
0: true. Don't promise anything
1: but like yeah. we'll we'll hop on a call and we'll talk week one, AJ. I'm just not promising. Maybe it's just for us. I you know I think I like that more. Yeah, I mean, I'll just stop by your place and we'll just talk. We don't Watch think we don't do brawl. enough.
0: Yep, yeah, we don't do enough stuff. That's just for us.
1: It's so true. Well, it's because we're not friends. We're just co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: met you on Draft Twitter.
1: You just yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, the backyard brawl's back after 11 years, so that'll be exciting. We won't. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. It seems like we won't really have the ability. We'll focus on the Saturday games.
0: It's like it's not going to be a good football game.
1: It's such a bad day. Caden Slovis versus JT Daniels. <laughs> yeah, fuck.
0: I mean, I'm so excited for it, but it's not going to be
1: good. All right, let's get it out of this. We're stuck. Yeah, we are. Let's we are. move on. Well, second last conference of the Summer Scouting Series, but the number one conference in our hearts, mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Uh, which has been a powerhouse when it comes to players being drafted the last three years. Uh, 2020, they had 48, 2021, 44, and 2022, 48. That number's only going up with uh, USC, UCLA, and maybe even Oregon and Washington joining the conference. Uh, How long until uh, the big time breaks 60, baby? Uh, This year. Mm -hmm. But it's all on offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to talk about one thing before we get into detail on these guys. Um, something I found was to me maybe I'm misremembering but it always has felt like the Big Tens had a at least one elite like premier defensive prospect yeah a guy who you could see being a top 10 pick
0: or not this if, year if, if, it,
1: it, or, or like see being one at minimum or like you're certain will be one like the Bosa's Chase Young um, this year yeah it's kind of lacking a, a a true um, alpha dog at the top, for for lack of a better word. Uh, I I I'm not certain any of these players are going in the first round.
0: Yeah, I I think if I had to bet right now, none of them would be. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of draftable guys in the defensive group.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but like I get a lot of day like late day three grades. Like, I'm like, this is a good yeah. football player. It's just like not exciting. I, there's like a couple guys that got you excited, but that's. Like, I don't know. Like, like who do you see – like, of this group, who do you see in mock drafts most, most often in the first round right now? It's probably Joey Porter Jr. and Yeah,
1: and prob- probably second Zach Harrison somehow.
0: Yeah, I still don't – I don't get it. I don't think anyone's actually watched Zach Harrison. But anyways, uh, more there later, I guess. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to get too into Joey Porter Jr. right now, but, like, not a first round grade for me right now, that's for sure.
1: No, no. But uh, I- I'm with you. He's a he's, uh... – I think, clearly one of the top three defensive prospects in the Big Ten. And yeah. And not a guy who I think is a guaranteed first rounder. Uh, Traits. By any stretch at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, bloodlines, baby. yeah um, But this, this conference is stacked on offense.
0: Which is, like, I feel like for the longevity and the domination of the Big Ten going forward is good news, right?
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, too, um, it, it – it kind of doesn't have a star running back, draft eligible running back that is, but it is deep at yeah. receiver, it is so deep at offensive line. This offensive line group's incredible. Uh, and then obviously CJ Stroud's potential number 1 pick. So it's 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 kind of checking the vast majority of the boxes on offense and um, I mean the first 3 tackles selected could all come from this conference. Mm-hmm. Like that's wild.
0: Yeah, like there I mean not to jump ahead, but we saw Peter Skoronsky on Saturday, and he just kicked Nebraska ass. And that's against a good pass rusher. Not the whole yeah. game, but a lot of the game in O'Shea Mathis.
1: Who's, I I would argue, is a clear top ten defensive prospect in this conference. Yeah, he is. And, yes, yeah, Skaronsky had no trouble with him. Um, but let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, and we'll start with C.J. Stroud, who is, I think, for most people... The number one quarterback in this class, right now, um, and at minimum the number two. It's it's Stroud. It's Bryce Young. Those are the two quarterbacks everyone's projecting to go top five, and rightfully so. Uh, so. The reason I think CJ Stroud's the best quarterback in this uh, class—it's because he goes to Ohio is, State. Yeah, I know. Is because he went to Ohio State. Is going to win us a national championship. Uh, he his ability to process. His ability to layer the ball, his ability to make full field reads, just the ball placement on the short to intermediate is wonderful. Like, he is he, he's almost boring he's so good. He, he doesn't have some incredible arm. He has an NFL arm, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have a rocket launcher. He's a, he can operate well in the pocket moving around, but he's not a big uh, out-of-structure playmaker. But the way he just operates as a pocket passer and runs Ryan Day's offense, it, it's it's just chef's kiss. Um, there's very little to nitpick with him. Um, I I I struggle to kind of poke holes in his game. I mean, you could say the scheme, like the Ohio State quarterbacks have come out haven't been amazing, but uh, he he is so he is not the same prospect as Justin Fields at all. And I love Justin Fields. And I, I think Justin Fields is going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but he operates this offense a lot more efficiently than Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't have the same, um, like top end traits. Yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't. And so you don't have the same, uh, kind of home run plays. Yeah. He he's hit, he's hitting double after double after double. He's batting 500 where maybe Justin Fields was batting 300 and hitting a couple more home runs. Right. Like, CJ, I'm a baseball guy. By the way, uh, <laughs> yeah. S- S- Stroud is just—it's so effortless. He attacks. He can. He can place the ball perfectly outside shoulder, outside the hashes. He can layer it over the linebacker, over the middle of the field to his tight end or or slot receiver uh, down the seam. Like there is a reason he both those Ohio State receivers went in the first round because of their talent, but it really helped having CJ Stroud. And there's a reason JSM put up those mind-boggling numbers when, I mean, hey, we saw a report. He might not even be a first-round pick. It's, it's because this quarterback here is just unbelievable.
0: And obviously that's all coming in his first year as a starter.
1: Yeah, and, like, if you go back, I remember, because obviously I'm a Buckeyes fan, that first game against Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a little up and down. Like, you saw the glimpses, but he was a redshirt freshman. But he just got so much better as the season went on. There, like, the Minnesota game, the Oregon game, obviously, yeah. that they lost. Like, you could see, he, yeah, this is a redshirt freshman. But as he kind of got into a rhythm and, and seemed to fully grasp this offense, the game slowed down for him. You just saw the processing speed up, the the, the ball placement get just so much more precise. And by the end of the year, he, he's a Heisman-contending number one pick, potentially. Um, and, yeah, he was just a redshirt freshman.
0: You, you're putting money down on him to win the Heisman? if you had to biases I I aside
1: would. i think i would because bryce young could have the exact same myriad last year and he they just won't give it to him yeah like, you know what i mean like they they just refuse to do two husbands to anyone that's not archie griffin rightfully <laughs> so um so yeah i think I, I would bet on stroud
0: it's probably like this like i, I agree with that logic too um Plus, like, Bryce Young, like, obviously he was damn good, but it wasn't like this, like, oh, yeah, you got to pound the table, he's the Heisman Trophy winner
1: season. No, you know? I, I I, think most of us thought Will Anderson should have won it.
0: Yeah, or Aiden Hutchinson, like me.
1: And if Will Anderson couldn't win it last year, I don't think he's going to win it this year.
0: Uh, no. Speaking of Aidens, is O'Connell your, your quarterback, too, in this group?
1: Yeah, so Stroud's the clear number one quarterback uh, in this group, uh, he's my number one quarterback in the class. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell's my only other draftable in the Big Ten. Um, he's kind of what you, what you look for in a uh, backup NFL quarterback, I think. Like, nothing really jumps off the charts in terms mm-hmm. of, in terms of um, arm talent or athleticism, but he's got a crisp throwing motion, gets the ball out of his hands really efficiently. He's a very good rhythm thrower, pocket passer type. Runs that spread offense pretty well. Um can put the ball in conflict kind of more than that's the thing I want to see him kind of clean up sometimes he'll he'll get somewhere late and try to squeeze it in and that that can result in turnovers he, he threw three picks against Wisconsin um, yeah. uh, the second one the the one went off his receivers hands the other was like a Yolo ball and the the second one though he came back to a curl over the middle late and, and try to force it in and like he just doesn't have the arm to do that but mm-hmm. he, he, as like a, just efficient chunk thrower he he's pretty solid um he's a six-year senior yeah uh, so he's a little older and yeah he's lacking athletic traits but i i think he could be like a sixth, seventh round type of player if he has a good year at purdue and this purdue team seems like it should be pretty good
0: yeah no i think that i think that's fair i don't know like especially yeah like him coming on so late into his career there too i feel like he's a little like
1: he's a former walk-on too yeah
0: I don't, know, but I think that's going to give him gumption, you know. Like I, I yeah, definitely, exactly, agree. I think he'll like be plus. like a. It is a plus, especially for like a guy who's like you know. It's not like you're bringing him in to be your future starter. It's it's just a backup. Um,
1: he's a bigger David Blow.
0: I was about to say he's gonna be, he's to be on the Lions next year. <laughs> like,
1: like I kind of watching him. I think he kind of is what he is. Like, I think he'll he'll have a better year this year just because he'll be more efficient. But like, he's not a guy who I see having much of a a ceiling. But he's gonna be. Bouncing around the NFL for a while as a as a backup. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else in this group get you excited? I mean, you got Uh
1: So, my next guy is uh, Basilek at Indiana, and like his flashes at Missouri are really yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, he's got some like kind of big downfield throws every once in a while. He 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 kind of makes some plays at a, at a structure at times, but he's also just so inconsistent. His his footwork's a little wonky, and his mechanics are a little wonky. But Indiana is such a wild card of a team, just given what we saw from them two years yeah, ago and then how sure. bad they were last year. So he's, like, someone worth paying attention to, I think. Uh, Talia Viloa is really fun, and he has the best wide receiver group in the country, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, but, like, he just doesn't have the arm. I actually put a David Blau comp on him. <laughs> yeah, um, that's
0: pretty good. He's he, fun he, as hell. He's a lot
1: long- he He's a lot more accurate than I was thinking, um, expecting. They also don't run nearly as many RPOs as I thought. Like, they have a little bit of a real offense going at times, it, but it's a lot of short stuff. But, yeah, yeah his, his accuracy, like, each level is pretty good. Um, and I I have an undraftable on him, but I think he'll have a good year for Maryland.
0: I think it's hard not to when you got those those pass catchers.
1: Yeah, and, like, Loxley and that, that, that coaching staff do a good job. Kind of not – they don't ask him to do more. Like, they're not asking him to rip the ball down the field. Like, they, I think they know his arm's not great. He, ha- he doesn't really have an NFL caliber arm. That's what mm-hmm. is kind of tough with him. I mean, maybe his brother doesn't either, though. I
0: was about to make the same joke.
1: <laughs> um, the running backs. I feel like the Big Ten tends to have a, 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 a big, clear, This this guy's a guy – um, and they do, and his name's Trevion Henderson. And he's not <laughs> eligible, um, but there's some fun day three backs in this class. I think the number one guy's Blake Corum.
0: I think so too. Um, he's good. He
1: he's just like he's thicker than I thought he was because he's kind of he's, he's explosive. He's got this good kind of short area quickness, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got this great open field elusiveness too. He's got a nasty jump cut, but he's kind of compact, five eight two ten. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Darrell Henderson at Memphis where he's just chunk, run, chunk, run, chunk, run. And he wasn't the full-time guy this past year with son Haskins. I yeah. like how Darrell Henderson wasn't the full-time guy. Um, and I'm excited to see him take on the, the number one role. And for him to kind of take a leap, because I do think he has the ability to potentially be a top 100 guy, um, but to kind of take that leap from that fourth, fifth round – I think it's pass catching. Yeah, I'd like to see him involved more there.
0: No, yeah, that's fair, and it's just like even like Has- Haskins was like pretty decent at it when they, you know, like it's true though, it's like Coram just never got that involved. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like I, I think like like the explosiveness is something to get really excited about. Like like you said, he's not like a smaller. He's not a small. Like he's short, but he's not that small. He's got he's got good thickness to him. I definitely think the top one hundred potential is there.
1: Yeah, he, uh, and but I know there's a lot of turnover on that Michigan offensive line, but it should still, still be good. The second
0: best in the conference, I think.
1: Uh, and I, I think, uh, Corum was banged up down the stretch, right? Uh, yeah. And so I think just like a full healthy year, he could put up huge numbers with Haskins gone. He's the lead back. He almost ran for a thousand yards as the number two back last year.
0: And, like, the only thing is with the pass catching is that Donovan Edwards is so fucking good as a pass catcher. Like,
1: yeah, he is. He's
0: really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, I think the best two, the eventual the best two backs in this in this conference aren't draft eligible yet. Like you kind of yeah, lead to. Yeah, No, definitely. But Corm probably the third. So, uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think right now if the draft eligible guys like Corm to me, uh, was the clear best bet in this mm-hmm. class. Yeah, my the number two guy. I think Chase Brown's super interesting. We're talking about too. him off the top. Just kind of he was on the freaks list. Um, he's this one cut. Juice back. Like, mm-hmm. so much juice. But surprising contact bounce. He's not the biggest guy. five eleven two hundred five Catches the ball pretty well, yep. too. Like, he looked good against Wyoming. His first two plays were this big outside run and then this great uh catch for a touchdown. They couldn't um, stop him.
0: They couldn't stop
1: no. him. And, like, that Illinois offensive line played well. And the, the team's – he's the heart and soul of that offense. And I think he is going to have a big year. And he's kind of a day-three back. That could, I think, at minimum, be an exciting change of pace. Yeah, one hitter.
0: I think there's a clear path in being that type of guy. Um, I like Chase Brown a lot. I, I don't I, like. I he I wasn't too much on my radar, and then what through on the game. Like, is like, holy fuck, this guy can play. <laughs> and I, and that, I didn't even know he's Canadian until uh, until after too. And then I mean, we went to, got to watch his uh, brother. On the, in the second, I get more on him later, but... <laughs> yeah, I think Chase Brown's clearly the... Well, I mean, I fucking love Mo Ibrahim. I, I still believe so so much, even well, though the, the injury, but yeah.
1: He, Ibrahim's my third, and the yeah. thing with him is, like, just the injury history. Yeah. Man. Like, he's a six-year back, and... But the The wear on home, him, like,
0: the way he runs, too, it's it's Yeah, not, yeah. he's so physical. I fucking like, love him, but...
1: If you're looking for a day three, just, like, between the tackles, like, he'll bite your head off. Type of runner, that's him. Yeah, I I think he's.
0: I totally agree. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, I totally agree. Like, like, you know, you're not going to take him early. I I, like, I don't think he's got you know high end like, you know, big time RB one traits or anything. But like, you're especially not going to take him early because of the injury history. And, but I think like, come in and like be a like you said, just be a fucking animal. You know, you need a tone center in the backfield. Run him like through his rookie contract, and I don't know how much you're going to get past. Like, it's so depressing to say, but. Like you said, yeah, an older I guy just, with injury history. But I, I think he's going to he's gonna do something in the league.
1: I just don't know if he's going to get drafted because I don't think yeah. he's a great athlete. And he doesn't do a lot as a pass catcher than the injuries. But he's got, like, solid vision, too. Like, he's a nice, like, physical one-cut type of, like back. Well, um, maybe
0: kind of similar path to Jalen Warren being the Steelers RB2 now, right?
1: Jalen Warren's going to be so good, baby.
0: He is going to be really good. But, like, uh, mean, s- my similar my styles, Ibrahim,
1: yeah. My Ibrahim Comp is this from like two years ago now because James like he reminds me of James Robinson
0: oh that's, that's an elite comp
1: just, well th- when I made it it wasn't <laughs> Um, one guy who I think's really interesting is Wisconsin's Ches Malusi mm-hmm. who's the backup to um, Braylon Allen who's just incredible and Malusi's a Clemson transfer and he kind of he, he had a good start to the year Braylon Allen took over but he was a good number two back and he is an interesting combination of contact balance and quickness
0: he's always had his moments and then obviously alan just kind of became the monster that he is like
1: <laughs> yeah so he's he's just a guy I, I think he's he's gonna be one of the best number two backs in the country mm-hmm.
0: yeah no i agreed uh
1: sean shivers at indiana's an auburn transfer he's a little like mighty mouse type guy he's kinda, kind of kind of uh fun player they didn't use him a ton at auburn um, but potential like satellite back type option. This Indiana team's gonna be really weird. I already said that, but well,
0: yeah, they got a bunch of guys it, in the secondary too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And in speaking of transfers, like Jarek Broussard went from Colorado to Michigan State, and I he he's another kind of undersized back. But he had two years ago at Colorado, he's like had them playing way better than they should have been. Um, I don't think he's gonna get this Kenneth Walker bump that they're hoping for. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, still a good good and, move yeah, for I, him. Yeah, the the Michigan State team is very interesting, too, just because so many transfers. Um, Jump to receivers?
0: Yeah. um, GSN, he's your top guy, I'm going to assume. Yes. Does he get the first-round grade in the summer from you? No. Do you think he's going to be a first-round pick? Uh,
1: Obviously, we haven't done that. Yes. We haven't done the SEC yet, Uh, but right now he's my number two. I have Quentin Johnston ahead of him.
0: Yeah. I like again I said it last week if I if I'm putting money down right now I think Johnson's going to be the first receiver taken but and I think that's going to just you know people's eyes are going to open as we get through the the fall here but uh yeah no I, I think I mean JSN's clearly one of the top uh three receivers in this group maybe number 2 um yeah go wax poetic I give it what your guy
1: so he's like pr- like predominantly only plays out of this lot yeah uh he doesn't kind of have any one thing he does Yeah. Elite. Like, he's not a a burner. He's a a smooth route runner, but he's not as dynamic as, like, Chris Olave was as a route runner. He doesn't have that speed Olave had. He doesn't have the yak ability that Garrett Wilson had. Yeah. But what he does so well is his spatial awareness, his ability to create space, his ability to find holes in coverages, his ability to work with his quarterback when they're under duress. Like, his coverage recognition is really good. Um. And, and in terms of, like, the only real thing that he isn't doing at a, a great, great level is, like, he's just not a great yak player right now. I like to see him do more after the catch. Um, and that, that offense does a really good job of just getting him the ball uh, on, on money downs. He's great on third down. He always works himself open. Um, I just, yeah, I wonder what his ceiling is. Yeah, um, but also is this just the Justin Jefferson and LSU conversation again? Remember, he's predominantly a slot because yeah, Jimar Chase, that Terrace Marshall, uh, and then it turns out you know he can play on the outside too. He's pretty damn good at it. Um, well, JS, JSN does my comp, and then this is minus the Yak ability. But like it, it Cooper Cuppy, in terms of a little bit smaller and and not as good after the catch, but just. Everything is like a B plus. He does everything at a B plus level, and when you do everything at a B plus level, that that makes you uh, a kind of a star in the NFL. That's
0: a good point. Do you think they're going to ask him to, to line up outside more often this year, or no?
1: I don't think so because one, they they like it worked pretty well with him yeah. just playing the slot, and two, they've recruited so well at receiver. the The outside receivers are going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. and Julian Fleming, who was uh, Fleming was the number one recruit like three or four years ago
0: yeah yeah and yeah i kind of figured that um no i think that's a good take and i don't know like like a lot of people want to annoy him as wide receiver one but um like all of that i totally agree with you and but all of that points to a guy that's you know going in that justin jefferson to, to late first round range that's not that um, high weight speed monster you know what i mean
1: i will say just in terms of we haven't got to keishon butte with yep. lsu yet but just comparing him straight up with quinton johnston like the 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 ceiling of Quentin Johnson is incredible, but yeah. like JSN is such a safer bet. Oh yeah, and let's let's compare him with Jordan Addison. Addison's lack of size as the yeah. predominant slot receiver it, it was what scares you off. Like JSN's very safe. JSN's yeah. one of the safest players in this class. I, I'm gonna say it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, second second in this group is really interesting though. He,
1: yeah, I, I I had trouble kind of stacking this. And I I don't know if it's just – he has so much love in our hearts, A.G., Dante Demas.
0: Yeah. But I still I, think people are sleeping on Demas. And obviously after the injury, there's there's some reason to, but Go I on.
1: had trouble stacking Demas, his teammate Rakeem Jarrett, mm-hmm. and Penn State's Parker Washington. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are all in the – just the tier below JSN. So D, Demas is like – Six, listed at six four two fifteen, he's an X like a big outside X. But his route running ability at that size is, yeah. is I think it's rare. Like his ability to sink his hips, his ability to, 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 to kind of stop on a dime, his ability to explode out of cuts. Like you don't normally see that from a, those X types of receivers. And prior to the injury last year, he was unstoppable.
0: I think prior to the injury, he was trending on being, like a safe day two pick. Like like especially if he if he goes and does well in the combine, you know what I mean? Like like think how Christian Watson rose, right? And that's obviously just because of athleticism, uh, freak athleticism in the, you know, and the and the uh, combine, uh, the Senior Bowl, but Demas' tape is better, you know what I mean? And and the season he was having was freaky. Yeah,
1: and so, and obviously with like kind of. The emergence of Raheem Jarrett, and the, mm-hmm. the, they uh, they brought in Jacob Copeland um, from Florida, and he he's an interesting day three option too. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not like Demas is going to be blanketed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have so much talent everywhere, and I I think he he's just you can't teach that combo of route running at that size, the sizing I, route running combo. Like, I'll, I'll
0: also say something else: you can't teach. It seems like he's got that dog in him.
1: Exactly. He really now does. with Raheem. With Rakeem Jarrett, who's more of this kind of move-around player, they, mm-hmm. they motion him a ton. He plays out of the slot. He plays some Z. Um, he is He's a former five-star, and you can see that. His yak ability, he just outruns everyone once the ball's in his hand. Uh, and he makes some jaw-dropping plays. Like, he has great body control. Um, and I it, for him to kind of take that level up is just to see him run more routes. They just kind of only have him run, like, Screens, curls, posts. There's not a lot going on there, and it makes sense because they just want to get the ball in his hand because he he could be a t- he's a touchdown with the ball yeah. is in his hand. He yeah. as a freshman against Penn State, he had two different plays that were like forty plus yards where he just outran everyone. Um, and he's he's a guy who's really set. I think to explode uh, this season, he had eight hundred yards I think last year. Um, but he has like the talent to be one of the best receivers in this class.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely. Am. Yeah, they, like you said, the five-star pedigree. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they you know, move that ball around with with Demas, him, and uh, like you alluded to earlier, Jacob Goblin.
1: Uh, and then Parker Washington, the Penn State receiver, because they always got one. He's 5'10", oh. 215. He's built like a running back. He looks like kind of Golden Tate. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He's, <laughs> a, he, he's another yak guy, but he does a really good job, not to the same level as JSM, but just uh, working through holes in, in five – Working through zone coverage, finding holes, and, and just getting open for his quarterback. Um, and then once the ball's in his hand, he, he's a yak guy. Uh, another guy who I, I worry kind of what his speed and ability to separate deep is like. Um, but he does a really good job winning combat catches. Uh, but with my, my main questions are, if he's not a great right runner and he doesn't have the the, 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 the kind of the juice, Yeah. Uh, that's always a concern for me.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. So you, you said these three guys are like in the same tier for you, but like what type of draft grade around you got I, on right now? I think
1: all, all three of those guys have the, have top 100 potential.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, I, yeah, that's totally I think
1: fair. Jarrett, Jarrett of those three could be uh, like uh, maybe work his way legit into the first round just mm-hmm. because he's got freaky traits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Demas and Washington are top 100 type guys.
0: Can I guess uh, your next couple guys?
1: Sure. I think it's the Bells. It is. Yeah. So just with Ronnie Bell, we we just need to see him get healthy. Um, he he's like Sterling Shepardy. I
0: he's, love Ronnie Bell, man. Like, he's I very good yeah. at everything. He is, and, and
1: Chris Otman Bell's like plays so much bigger than he is. Yeah. He, he's like a power forward out there. He reminds me of Quincy Nunois. Um. And he just wins every 50-50 ball. So I think both those guys are interesting. Both of them have dealt with the kind of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Cornelius Johnson, I think, is really interesting mm-hmm. in Michigan, who's big athlete but just so raw. Um, Copeland, who I mentioned earlier, is a nice combo of ball tracking skills and speed as like a Z, and I'm interested to see him with Maryland. I'm just powering through the rest of these guys. Um, Tinsley comes over from Western Kentucky. And he put up huge numbers there. I was kind of—I I didn't love uh, his tape, tape all that much. He just—he wasn't as—I thought he'd be more of a route runner, but he wasn't. Uh, Jaden Reed's really exciting player, but yeah. he had a lot of drops. Um, one guy who I didn't watch, but ke- I kept noticing on uh, just when I was watching games that involved Illinois, Isaiah Williams, their former quarterbacks, just really exciting.
0: <laughs> Isn't it weird to you know talk? Big Ten skill positions, and the receivers are the fucking star and depth of the show.
1: Yeah, for real. And the tight ends aren't too bad either. Um,
0: Sammy Laporta, your top guy?
1: Yeah, he's just a nice, just really good ball skills, really smooth for a tight end. Runs solid routes. Um, I'd like to see him be better as a blocker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like he got a lot
0: better as the year went on last year, too. Or or from the year prior, yeah.
1: Yeah. They they move around a lot too. Uh like he'll play inline slot, H back, fullback. Um but yeah, he, he's like a right now a midday three type of tight end. As is uh Michigan's Eric all who that's a guy I think I'm excited about because he he blocks well and he plays all over the formation. Yeah. Uh, and he, he he looks like he's a pretty good athlete too. Yeah, speaking uh, of
0: guys that made huge jumps, remember like they they had the big hype for him, and it's like he did fuck all that that that, that year after, and then last year he put together a really good season.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's both those guys look like mid day two or day three guys. I think Luke Schoenmacher, if you just want a true yeah blocking tight end, yeah, that guy's the guy. And there's been the so
0: many so many of them drafted from Michigan.
1: That that I think is the best blocking tight end in the draft. So far, at least. Of course he is. Six six two fifty 250, plays inline and in fullback, which helps Eric All get to do more interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just such a good blocker. They just, like, have him come across and crack heads, like, on um, outside zone, like, all the time.
0: You, you, you don't want to admit how much you enjoy watching that Michigan running game, eh?
1: I, I really liked him. He's, he's the best offensive lineman, too. Um, <laughs> Canadian Theo Johnson's a former big recruit. Yeah. He's at Penn State. He's an interesting guy. Just has like hasn't got Had a the ton chance. of playing time yeah. yet. Brevin Span Ford at Minnesota is huge, but they really need to teach him how to block. But he's really big and athletic. Um, Payne, Payne Durham's exactly what you think he is, and uh, and Daniel Barker seems very small.
0: i mean I wonder what's like Theo Johnson he was such a big recruit and was like one of the biggest ones to ever come out of Canada, Ontario. It's gonna be fun if he gets the chance.
1: He should. He, he should, yeah. They just didn't use him a ton, but, like, he looked good when they did.
0: I'm almost surprised he, he hasn't transferred thing. already. He,
1: he's a better blocker than I thought he'd be, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually sat down yeah. and watched him, but. I, I thought he was just going to be a big athlete, but mm-hmm. no, he's, like, blocking pretty well. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the offensive line and the receivers are what gets you going in this group. And looking at the tackles, it's just skronsky jalen duncan and paris johnson are maybe the three best tackles in the class yeah all the big 10 like skronsky is so much like what Rashawn slater was he's just so balanced it's weird he's so, so just technically sound um he's a solid athlete like he's his his ability and pass protection is just like the base and the feet like everything is just on point everything's on time Uh, If you're, like, to look at one thing, he kind of shoots his hands a little wide, uh, which it doesn't get him in trouble very often because uh, he's, like, not out of position any other way. He's got a good anchor. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. There's not really a lot to... Be worried about with him. I he, mean, I guess his lack of length, but that was we said the same thing about. Rashawn it's the three. same,
0: yeah. It really is. And I like he gets people moving in the run too. It's not like he's yeah, just... yeah. No, he's
1: just, he's just strong, he's strong yeah. power, power at the point of attack too. Um, he's almost not exciting because he's just very good and very calm. Um, the player I found to be super exciting is Jalen Duncan. Mm-hmm. He is massive and he is a freaking athlete. He's twitched six six three twenty, just moves so much better than I thought he was gonna. Both both like in pass protection, like reaching his landmarks, but like getting up on the second level too. It'll take you for a ride. Um he's yeah, I don't I think he's a first round pick. He's yeah I have him over Paris Johnson.
0: Yeah, no I and I don't I think that's gonna be common uh the further we get into this draft uh, into the clutch football season in this draft process.
1: I, and like part of that with like paris johnson it's it's more projecting he played right guard last year yeah uh where i'm seeing duncan just dominate as a left tackle and like i don't have like johnson that far behind or anything but um yeah i don't know duncan's just he is he is a beast that's not very good analysis but it's true right?
0: <laughs> it was what's paris johnson then
1: Paris Johnson is just a boatload of potential. Like, he is really athletic. He is – he's got really good – like, now this is playing guard, but he's got really good feet and um, really good lateral agility. Uh, The thing that kind of has me put him third is um, he he can get a little high and his hands aren't the best. He needs to get stronger, I think, too. Um, mm-hmm. He might be he might be the best athlete of the three, but I think he he is struggles to kind of uh, drive guys off the ball uh, the most and can struggle with power and pass protection the most. Um, I I'm excited to see him be a uh, play left tackle because I think he's a lot better than Nicholas Uh Yeah, I, I
0: I think so too. Um, grade wise, like do you have a first on on any of these guys yet?
1: Uh, Skronsky and Duncan.
0: Then a second on Paris Johnson, yeah, yeah. And then who's you, who's you in your next tier here because it's like it's fucking tackles. I
1: kind of split it so just talking tackles. Dewan Jones comes in next, he's 6'8, 360. Yeah, he's fucking and just huge. Him and Paris Johnson are really fun combo at tackle. Uh, he just he is Orlando Brown, Trent Brownie. Uh, more Trent Brown, uh, just true power. Um, uh, it plays through the whistle and. Uh, Kit, a little laborsome at that size. Can mm-hmm. kind of be slow with his feet and be a little wonky and play a little high. Like you can get under him, but it, in a power scheme, I think he's a starting right tackle.
0: Yeah, no, I mean just just the sheer size. I mean, I don't know. Like there's so many of these just big boys that get drafted and like all the concerns you usually have for 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 a big guy. Like like that stuff doesn't really get exposed too much in the NFL typically like unless they're like really like when they're a higher level you know prospect not when they're you know a low level prospects right
1: yeah um he's kind of like right now in like the fifth round range mm-hmm. but i think like it's scronsky duncan and johnson are like gonna be first round picks and it's kind of dewan jones and then the guy i'm really excited about he started one game in his career at penn state and i watched it it was it's arkansas in the bowl game uh olumiwa i'm saying this so wrong fashanu uh, um, he looks like an NFL tackle right now. He is so long and so twitchy. And I just couldn't believe how good his feet were. And he's playing an SEC team. Uh, I think because Rashid Walker opted out of the bowl game. He a yeah. left tackle. And I couldn't believe how, how well he moved and how good his feet were for a guy who hadn't started a game in the Big Ten yet. Um, so he's a guy I think is going to be a huge riser.
0: Maybe Rashid Walker shouldn't have opted out of that, that game.
1: Hey, man. Uh, I didn't love Ryan Hayes, your boy at Michigan. I I just, uh, he is really lungy in pass protection. Maybe he's a guard. Mm-hmm. He just, like, he's very lungy and he's very high and he's very just wonky with his base. Good run blocker, though. But yeah, Really good power run blocker. Yeah. But, yeah, the pass protection, um, Wisconsin was giving him fits.
0: Yeah, and no, he's, he's not great in pass pro, but, yeah, just the, I think that's, that's fair, though. Just kick him inside, I think you got a really good guard, or a really should, solid guard, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, should I flip to the IOLs? Yeah, go. Joe Tipman at Wisconsin is going to be a big riser. 6'6 six, six center, who just is unbelievable in space. He is so good on the pull. They pull him a ton because he's just so good at it. And That length and that athleticism. Yeah. I think he was on the freaks list, too. Um, he's really exciting. To maybe reach that next level, he's got to play with better leverage. Which impacts his anchor. Um but man that the length the like he kinda just like hit, in pass protection, he, he he plays high and his hand placement's not great, but he's also just so long and athletic it doesn't get to him that much. But he is he's a really I think high ceiling type of center is, prospect. Is your
0: top center, like pure center so far?
1: Is he is he? Uh, no. I feel like
0: the center class hasn't been
1: that good oh. so all the best interior line in the big tenor centers. Yeah, we well, got the
0: the Michigan, um, we got the the Virginia transfer. Is your next guy? A little bit Tommy. Uh,
1: no, no. He's Ooh. my last guy. fuck uh, <sighs> you. Jo- sorry. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, if you want just a true uh, gritty power mm-hmm. run blocking center, he's he he's the SOB of the group. He plays he's putting guys in the dirt. He's not a great athlete, but in a power scheme I think gets the job done. Six four three twenty. Really good drive off the ball. Um, really good uh, hand strength. Uh, Juice Scruggs at Penn State. I watched him play right guard and then move to center mid game against Michigan. And do a really good job. He is super great, like just really fast out of his stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays with very good leverage. I think he's moving full time center this year, and he's really good in pass protection. Just really, really good balance, bend, and in, in lateral uh, quickness.
0: Plus, that's um, a that's a fucking. IOL number one name.
1: Yeah. Luke Weipler at Ohio State's pretty good too. Yeah, of course he um, is. But your guy, the R- Remington finalist, I was kind of disappointed. He's more of an IQ guy. Like, Yeah. He, he, he's going to take command of the offensive line, but I, I didn't – he wasn't nearly – the two things. He wasn't as good at reaching the second level as I was hoping, and he didn't have that kind of tone setter in him. But he's really technically sound, like, yeah. very good feet, very good bend, very good hand placement.
0: I think he's more like just, you know, a day three safer. Center. I don't think he's going to be a big riser. I yeah, I think he's just a good, good football player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, flip the defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think we talked about it, but the defense is not that exciting. It really isn't. I mean, like, I have a good amount of draftable grades at every position, but it's like... Yeah, so if we want to start on the inside, um, my top guy ended up being uh, Keanu Benton from same. Wisconsin,
1: same.
0: Who just because like he's he's 3'12", and he's like, he's got the the, the biggest flashes. Like there's sometimes like just big old get off. Um, it's a little inconsistent, but it, it's there. And um, you know with that that size, the like the the power that he can flash the. Like the, the 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 consistent motor, um, I, I think that's all really impressive. I don't think like, I know some people will, like really love him. I don't know if he's gonna be like a um, like he can he can put it all together and be a big riser, but like I got like you know like a fifth round grade on him right now. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I'm in the fourth range. I think he's like, he's got the makings of an impact like one tech.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, concerning was like, well, I mean, it's it's hard not to, but like I threw in the Iowa game and like Linderbaum kind of kicked his ass, like. Put him in the dirt in the past, and was just consistently moving him in the wrong. And I mean, like yeah. that's double teams, but like, and that's Tyler Linderbaum. But yeah, I think he's just got like his hands got to get better. Like he's he's a battler with them, but they're like just
1: flailing. Yeah, the, the, I think, um, cause yeah, you're right. And that like the power, the, the size, the the athleticism at that yeah. size, it's all there. But yeah, he hasn't unlocked his hands. So the and the, the there's not like he's not as good at power rushing as i'd hope
0: yeah he really isn't um next up like uh, i kind of just bought the i bought the potential with Mazzy smith who i got i I got the next guy here obviously number one on the freaks list you see that power man like he just he gets in tight like he doesn't even like use length he just gets in tight and just moves guys (laughs) like they're fucking sleds um and i just think like he plays like that that power and like the impressive balance that he plays with like it's just it's really impressive, and then, like, you know, the, the motor is really good, and then, like, you see, like, glimpses of the freaky quickness and strength, and I don't know, like, I think, like, if you take him, like, I, I got a fifth on him, too. Um, if he doesn't, like, get a big leap, like, I think you can take him and, like, he'll be, like, a solid rotation guy, but, like, the potential's all there. Um, I think he's just kind of, like, you know, he doesn't get off the line that good. His field awareness, like, he just kind of, eh. um He's super raw. He is super raw.
1: 337-pound athletic freak
0: show. So, so can I say something? No. Okay, sorry.
1: Yes,
0: the the offensive of line guy in me, I wish he was a guard. I, I think, like, all the pieces are there oh. to be, like, a fucking pro bowl guard. Or, like, an that, all-pro guard. Sad. Am I wrong? At sixty three oh five, five, no. just that tightness, that quickness, I'm like, this guy should have been off the line. In. I feel like he, right. he could be, like, a first round pick is off slime. If you played it his whole career, but
1: regardless, like, the potential's all there uh, on defense. I, I feel like he'd be a freak show. I, yeah. Oh, you're right. You, you give hardball a call?
0: I should. I mean I mean that guy's direct line, but I'm trying but to take kids off, off my bridge. hands. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I, I think with both those guys, like the the path is there for them to be uh like top, top 100. 100, yeah, types, yeah, but they're not quite there. Benton's a safer bet. Mozzie Smith got the kind of bigger ceiling.
0: So my Mine. next, yeah, go ahead, sir.
1: Who's your next guy? Yeah.
0: So I think guy like that was like the biggest, most pleasant surprise here. That like is actually a ton of fun. Is uh, is is Jacob Slade from Michigan State?
1: The Sladester. The
0: Sladester. He's six four, three fifteen. He's got like that fucking bull in a china shop power. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is my guy. <laughs> Great motor, um, good get off. Like, like stays nice and low. Um, and it's got like pretty good power. Like quick sh- uh, shedding and stacking, making the tackle, um, and like just like strong, strong at the point. Like he's making those, you know, you know, holding off the the, the offensive lineman and making those one arm tackles in the hole. I'm like, yeah, this is a guy. I, I think Jacob Slade's really good. He's not gonna be like a big time pass rusher. He kind of gave me like Harrison Phillips vibes, kind of like that. Just that that type of dude. I-, I like Slade a lot. I think he's pretty interesting. Like again, like. a I got a six-round grade on him, but he's fun. He
1: He's, he's – is he the most productive too?
0: Yeah, I think he is. He's, he's got a lot of tackles.
1: What do you think of P.J. Mustafer?
0: I also have a six on him. I, I don't think he's like
1: me, me too
0: anything like special, but like
1: – I think he's a kind of a brawler. I like just – Yeah. It doesn't always work, but he uses his hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean like
1: – And he gets off the snap pretty well for a big guy.
0: So I've never seen anyone line up that close to the ball as he does. I think against Auburn, he like – I think he lined up in the neutral zone 10 times but never got called for it <laughs> but like you know six four three twenty four. 324, he's like got that strong build and some quickness to that size and like disruptive traits traits are there all it, those tackles yeah yeah i don't know i'm like i don't know Like he's got that initial pop too I, there's definitely something with tim musterford but I, I don't know where it is yet
1: do you um, like any other of the ideas
0: yeah i think there's a couple draftable guys i don't mind vincent uh at ohio state yeah he's,
1: he he's a big recruit who's just never put it all together yeah and six one hurt yeah
0: six one two ninety 290 ninety ish he's got like kind of like i don't know he's he's interesting yeah it's like you know he can get kind of stuck and like ends up on the ground a lot but like the piece are there like a solid get off like nice reactive strength i like to call it just like when someone comes at him like he just he can move some guys um he's got that quickness as you expect uh, with a uh, defensive um under three hundred pounds um Pad level is okay. Like he doesn't get moved too much, and he shows some like like slipperiness. Um, so I think like he could be. There's potential there. I don't know if he's gonna be a riser, but some of the traits are there. Um, who else? Uh, his teammate Cage isn't bad. I think he's a, kind of like a late day three guy, um, but like just like a, a rotation guy with like a you know just like a solid kind of like angle attacker, kind of g'd up some space. Um, yeah, no one, no one like that. Really, like I was really hoping for more from Massey Smith. But I think he should be offensive line. uh Enter offensive line one. So whatever.
1: Agreed, agreed. With the huh. edge group, I feel like the Big Ten always has an edge, but the, not really this year.
0: No, no, not at all. I, is, I think that is,
1: is, o- is O'Shane Mathis your one.
0: He is. My, he's my number one. Uh, I got a fourth like, round grade on him.
1: Yeah. Okay. Me too. We're right in the same ballpark. And like with him, he he's got a great first step. He's yeah. well built. Good good length got some speed speed off the edge can bend a bit yeah plays really really hard and ferociously sets a pretty strong edge too like he's a very solid football player with the athletic upside yep but um he's i i i think like nowhere near first round type guy or
0: anything. no i don't think so because like there's not too many counters and like i don't know he's got some bend but like he's a little bit stiff if that makes sense like just like he doesn't flatten in that pocket too well and like but I don't know, he's good. I think he's solid. And I think, like, I, I don't know if he's going to get top 100, but, like, early day three I kind of think is safe. I don't know. Because, like, he's, like, that limber, kind of, like, smooth athlete. Like, good motor, like you said. I, but, like, I think Scorroncy kind of handled him easy just watching live. Uh, on hey,
1: bro, bro, this is off 2021. You're not allowed to use that game yet.
0: Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, yeah, I agree with you. More solid than, um, like, anything big flashy, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh do you, what do you think of Zach Harrison?
0: He's my fourth guy. I got a six-round grade on
1: him. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I mean, he looks the part, doesn't he? He looks he do, damn good.
0: fucking does look the part at 6'6", six, six, 266.
1: I'm excited to see what ha- Like, he is, from what I understand, uh, not starting. is going to be more of the third. Like, Jack Sawyer and JT, they're, they're five stars who are true sophomores. are going to be the starting guys. So, I, I'm interested to see him more in that, like, kind of, what we've seen from past Ohio State third guys like Jonathan Cooper, uh, kind of spelling those guys playing some inside on passing downs. Like I think what he the mo- m- most interesting thing, about Zach Harrison is he'll play some three tech. Yeah, uh, and like he is a ball of size and athleticism that just hasn't put everything together yet. Like you see his, he uses his hands um, sometimes pretty well. But he's also kind of a stiff guy. Like he doesn't yeah, that well. Yeah, he's stiff. So I, I'm just uncertain of what to do with him.
0: I think his like, like I think that role is kind of good because I think I can see him as like that, you know, run stopping edge because I think he sets a pretty good, pretty good edge. Um, you know, it flashes some power in the run too. Like, I don't know. But then again, you like I throw that. I don't know, man. People are still hyping him. It's weird because like you throw in the Minnesota game and fucking Coekeeft is giving him the business. Like just, just putting him Very in the policial. dirt. I'm like, the king. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, okay. Well, I don't know. Like, I think like a late day three, you bet on that size, the pedigree, and I think he's a decent run block, uh, run stopper. So,
1: um, do you like anybody else here?
0: I got a couple guys in like the fifth, sixth round in between uh Harrison and O'Shane, but it's kind of both. It's, I'm just betting on the freaks here. Um, pure, pure swinging. Julius Welshkoff, like at 6'6", 285. Top 10 on the freaks list. Uh, I don't want to search Turkish get up on Urban Dictionary, but apparently he, he's really good at that. But, like, I don't know, man. That, that size, that the cut body he's got. I saw he, him do it. It's cool. the it was cool. <laughs> the, 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 like, you know, the freaky uh, weight room stuff. Um, He's an ex-skier. Like, like, and you can see that lower body flexibility on tape. Um, Like, you see the, the glimpses, the little, little, it would be glimpses of the athleticism and the explosion but, like, he's, he's he's so fucking raw. He's so fucking raw, and that body's still coming along. But, like, there's something there. I th- definitely think there's something there. Also, I think there's something there with uh, Aditomiwa uh, Adibare from uh, Northwestern. Yeah, Who's, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I got them like, in the same neck and neck. I just put the Michigan guy because he's a Michigan guy. Um, he's 6'2", 280. He's kind of like wide and, and stocky, but
1: he's athletic. Caught.
0: He's really athletic. So I'm he, like flashing this. On the list. He was, yeah, I think like thirty something around there. Saw so some glimpses against Nebraska, and I think you throw on the tape and you see the pop in his hands right away. He's got good get off. The quickness is there, a uh, really good motor. Like he's just, but he's just kind of like winning with strength. His hands need a lot of work, but the, the traits are there. I, I think he's. he's
1: yeah, uh, the the speed, the power potential of him, it's not always there. It's really like saying he kicks inside and he sets a strong edge. It's just. His, his get-off and his his yeah. natural leverage, which creates power, it's really interesting. Can we just go back to your Turkish get-up guy for a sec?
0: Yeah, Julius Welskoff.
1: Yeah, he's not on the too deep of Michigan's depth chart that Harbaugh said the other day.
0: <laughs> you trust Harbaugh. <laughs>
1: I mean, Harbaugh hasn't released a depth chart for week one since 2016. I read, but he read through his depth chart the other day apparently, and he wasn't on it. So I don't that's know. weird. That's weird. It's weird. You want to move to linebackers?
0: Yeah. So I think the top uh, player, probably in this in this group, is a linebacker. Maybe. Um, is
1: so. Nick Herbig's my number one defensive player in the conference. Yeah.
0: Me too. Me too.
1: Okay. But he's. Technically a 228-pound edge rusher.
0: Yeah. Look, the big question is, what are you going to do with him? Because he's, he's playing edge full-time at that size, but he's fucking good. He's fucking good. And I feel like I didn't appreciate him watching Wisconsin Live last no, year.
1: Me neither. Me neither. He, he is, like, wicked. He's playing at another speed. And yeah. he uses his hands. Like, I saw him rip out, pull off, like, a cross-chop rip. Yeah. Like, he... He knows how to pass rush. Yep. Um, And then, like, because, like, Wisconsin plays that 3-4 where they, like, drop their edges all the time. You see him play in space and he's natural. Yeah. Like, he looks good. Like, sometimes he's covering the flats and he looks good. So, I think he's easier to project project to an off-ball linebacker role than some of the tweeners we've seen in the past. Yeah, I agree. But, but at the same time, all I kept thinking was, you like Zach Bond, dude. Like, is he Zach Bond again? Like, I think yeah. he's a lot better than Zach Bond was, but it's, yeah. it was a similar projection. I just, I don't know. I, I'm i hung up on it, but he's also my highest-rated defense player in the conference.
0: Me too. I agree. Like, the, the potential's all fucking there. Like, I think he's a little awkward dropping his own. Like, just, like, the feel, but the athletic chops are fucking there. Like, the movement looks really good. So, yeah, I totally agree. Like, maybe more like Hassan Redick. But, like, the pass rush ability is fucked. Like, the, the pop in his hands is crazy. He does not let himself get blocked. Like, he gets on a block, that's, and he's fucking off it. Like, I, I, I better than maybe anyone in this class, fighting fucking just off blocks.
1: So, like, is there any way we can see him playing... Like, if he went to the right team, can we be, have him pass rush on third down? Like, that's what you want uh, to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it I is. I
0: hope. But, man, like, the but. quickness, and, like, I think he's just a super balanced guy. I think that shows up every single snap. Uh, plays with good leverage. Uh, yeah, like, nice move, like, swipes... Um, then the athleticism to like fucking flatten and finish like, yeah uh, I don't know man he, he's really good he's really good it's just and like you like you already said like plays at a different fucking speed with his hair on fire like he's a top guy on the defense I think um, Joey Porter's next but we'll see we'll get there in a second but like um, yeah it's just like what do we do but I think I think that's what you do you 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 move him to off ball and you pass you rush him uh, you know you let him rush the on on third downs.
1: Agreed. Um, more of a true off ball linebacker. Jack Campbell, your number two.
0: Yeah, he's my number two. I got like a fourth or fifth round grade, just solid. You know, high end instincts, very few false steps, reading keys every every down really well. And you tie that in with like really high end motor. You know, that just great. Long. Really long. He's 6'4", 250, like a prototype size. Um, great awareness on the field. Like he's just ne- like in coverage. He, you know, he's going to get exposed. I think at the next level, like the the lack of athleticism, like just might turn. I think he's a plus coverage linebacker in college, but I think that's con- probably going to be an, a, a negative in the NFL because like he's just never out of position and he's just really technical in coverage and he's good at it.
1: But and he's got those long arms and help. the length,
0: yeah. And but I think that's going to be, you know, when you're when you're covering NFL tight ends and slots, that's not going to be a thing because um, he's, he's an eh, athlete and like really like you know what I think like the big like disappointment is for a guy that's like him is like he's not like really good at getting off blocks
1: no he's not as good as you'd think for a guy who
0: like lives on that yeah. yeah and the length yeah so yeah I think he's like I think 4th 5th you're gonna come in and he's gonna be like you know just a solid linebacker um, there's a lot of linebackers in this group but no one else like that really excites me a couple guys I could see getting drafted up uh, in my ne- go ahead yeah
1: I was gonna say I find Justin Jacobs my the Iowa linebacker. He's really interesting because of the size, and he's playing this overhang type role. Yeah, he's my next but guy, like, and I think he's
0: definitely the next most interesting guy. Do
1: Do you have a like? I don't have a draftable. I just yeah, just yeah.
0: I got a six on him, like because six four two thirty five. He's long. Yeah, like you said, he's playing overhang. He's matching up like on tight ends and slots. Looks good in coverage, tight end man. Uh, making some plays on the ball, and he can thump a bit. Like he can hit. Um, it's just like you don't. He's a sub linebacker. You don't see him against the run too too much. But, you know, and, like, you know, they have linebackers there. But maybe not this year or next year. Like, if he puts it all together, I, I think he could be something.
1: Um, anyone else? Or do you want to move to the corner?
0: Um, I'll throw one more that's kind of fun. Uh, Mariano Marin from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's a special teams linebacker. Like, solid speed, great motor, good recognition, good instincts. I think he's just a special teams guy.
1: Love that. Um... Yeah. All right, now now time to talk about the guy we mentioned off the top. Jay yeah. Porter, number one corner in the conference.
0: Yeah, he definitely is. I got him like just behind her big like I like got third, fourth round.
1: Six, you know, six.
0: seen first round mocks, but I don't think he's there. First and foremost, he's fucking grabby. He's he's so grabby. Uh, uh, I think
1: I, I read the stat. He had like ten penalty effects. Yeah. yeah. And five
0: uh PBUs, I think. So Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. But at six two two hundred the length. He's such a, like a springy mover. He's a good mover. Um, you know, physical versus the run too. I love that. He's busting through wide receiver blocks. He uses that size. Like, he like we, we get some of these longer guys that are timid. He's not. He, he, he plays his ass off. Um, physical off the line. And, like, smooth hips for a guy his size. Like, sticky. Yeah. All, all the traits are there.
1: I couldn't believe how fluid his hips were yeah. Yeah. for a, a corner as physical and long as he is. Now, the feet kind of concern me. Like... He can be a little yeah. false steppy. Double moves a, get him. Yeah, he's. I think he's a lot better, in, or not a lot better, but more natural as a zone guy. Which I mean, most of the NFL is playing zone all the time. Yeah, was, no, yeah. So it's like not a bad thing. But um, yeah, I, I just I think he's more of a third round type of player right now than that first round. So.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, after that though, uh, I really liked Cameron Brown at Ohio State. I
1: yeah, if he can just stay healthy,
0: he's just like to me. He's just well-rounded. Six-foot, 194, check, check. Uh, good eyes in zone. Good route recognition. Like, clean in phase. Like, like good makeup speed. Like, not big-time speed or anything. Balance, patient feet. I think this is a guy, like like you said, if you can stay healthy, like, you know, you're getting him in that fourth, fifth. Um, I don't know how much he can rise, but, like, Ohio State pedigree is there. Um,
1: he was a that, big recruit, too. He's just mm-hmm. literally just never healthy.
0: Yeah. But I, I, I don't think I can see that, like... You know, like like okay, this is a five star like like explosive blowout traits, but like just a damn good football player. I
1: I think he's very technically sound, like a press man guy. Like his feet are really good. He's really patient. Um, Yeah, he. I think he's he's poised to be like a nice senior riser.
0: Agreed. I totally agree. Uh, I think those are the top two guys. After that, I'm going back to another Saturday star who had an interception against Wyoming. Uh, Devin Witherspoon. I like Witherspoon at Illinois. He's a
1: Illinois. He's so much more feisty than I was expecting. Mm,
0: yeah, he's feisty as fuck. He, he's
1: got some MF in him.
0: He does, yeah. Like And, like, good instincts. Uh, You see the ball skills on display with the interception and, like, 40-yard return against Wyoming. Got some, like, click and close to him. Like, a good tackler, like you said, the feistiness. But I think, like, overall speed, eh. Like, I kind of, like, when he tries to be physical off the line, he can fluff his jam a bit. Isn't super smooth, but, like, you know, that mid-late day, uh, day three guy, I think that's, that's something to keep an eye on.
1: Uh, and is Riley Moss your number one
0: player? No, but I do like Riley Moss. I like Riley Moss. R- Riley
1: Moss is on the freaks list. Riley Moss is. Um, I think he's pretty good in. I, I wonder if moving him to safety.
0: I think the same I, thing. I think the same just thing. He's not
1: great. He's not very good in man coverage, I found. like he, His hips aren't overly fluid and his feet are just not great. But yeah, he, like moving back to safety, I think that's kind of interesting. I
0: think he's like that safety nickel hybrid. Uh, I think that's kind of his. His kind of thing, yeah. I, I but yeah, I got like a late day three on him. Uh In between though, because he was it wasn't my next guy, but the guy after. I like Corey Trice because he's 6'3", 217.
1: He's just always hurt, but more than Cam Brown.
0: Yeah, missed like almost all of the season last year with an knee injury. He's,
1: he's he's played like fifteen games in four years or something.
0: Mm-hmm. But he's he's big and like 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 smooth feet and hips for a guy his size. Like, he's got some speed to him. He's physical in the press. Yeah, it's just the injuries. The injuries are the big knock for Trice, but. Puts a healthy year together, you could see him being a riser. Um, after that, like, I don't know, Tywon Mullins okay, but, you know, not never the hype. And that, that's really – no one else that really got me excited. He's also always hurt. He is, big time.
1: Um. Yeah, I think Corey Trace is, like, of these guys, just I want to see him play. Yeah. Because he's just so big. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Trace uh, is fun.
1: I didn't love the safety group. I'd like to hear your thoughts.
0: I think there's some like, decent ball players, but like no one got me excited.
1: I uh, think that, I'll think i tell you ahead. the guy who I think uh, is the most interesting. I think the Ohio State guys are all the most interesting.
0: Uh, my top two safeties are the Ohio State guys. And I think the most interesting is Josh Proctor.
1: Okay, I think the most interesting is Ronnie Hickman. So, okay, if now, we start with Hickman. He's like single high guys.
0: Yeah, okay, look, of course I do. He's single high and he's 6'2". 200, he's, like, long and strong and, like, like loose hips for that size. You see some downhill explosion. Like, physical tackler. Reading the, the run keys really well. Quick feet. Uh, got season-ending leg injury versus Oregon last year, which, which hurts. Um, like, I think he's got to clean up a lot as a tackler. And he's kind of, like, a little indecisive at times, but I, I think he's got the potential to be the top safety in this. This conference, And then right behind him, I got Ro- Ronnie Hickman. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Rocket. Um, Ronnie Hickman, more of that box type. Yeah,
0: he's dangerous as fuck around the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, he's a really fun player. I think he's just poised for a big, big leap this year. Uh, and I, I like the way those two contrast each other. And, and then with Jim Knowles coming in too. Yeah. And uh, bringing Tanner McAllister, who I think I forgot to put on our list, but brought yep. him with him from Ohio State. And he's more of a, a nickel, so you're getting the single high with Proctor, getting the box man with Hickman, and and, and with Proctor or er, and with McAllister you're getting um, the the like just high IQ nickel guy who puts everyone in the right place, runs the defense. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a really fun safety trio.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a good combination because yeah, like we said, Hickman's like you know he's constantly slipping blocks, making plays down low, just always looking like he's a really good run defender. He's rock solid tackler, hits hard. Um, like, and like the quickness, like he's got that reactive quickness, like, you know, go from like, you know, a hole to hole, like, um, containing the run. Um, and I like, like, I think like watching him early in the season, he's just down around the line of scrimmage because Proctor's playing that single high, but like later in the season, they kind of got him more in that two high looks. And, uh, I think you saw a little bit more of his cover shops. I just want to see him in in, in, like, you know, like just true coverage more often.
1: But like too um, much, like like like
0: getting over aggressive coming downhill and putting himself like big time out of position. I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, excluding the Ohio State guys, do you like who, who hmm. is there, who's kind of next for you? I, I there's a guy I will say I think has potential.
0: Yeah, my I think there's a couple like day three guys. I my next guy is Jair Brown from uh, Penn State. He's he's
1: I, I I found like he's very sporadic. Like he's athletic. You can see yeah. the range in yeah. the, 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 but he just like kind of his pedals really high yeah and he kind of seems like he doesn't know where to be sometimes but then he makes a big play yeah he he's got he, he's also a juco guy and like i think this is his first year like actually playing so he, he he's got potential for sure
0: yeah good le- like 511 210 well built good length solid athlete uh he yeah, has feet are feet in, in like in a, in a vacuum are solid i think yeah I, like he's not the loosest athlete or anything and like like more of a smooth, smooth mover than than a explosive guy, but no, I think there's some potential there. Who's your, who's your like guy that you really think could be a dude?
1: RJ Moten, the Michigan guy. That's
0: my next guy. Yeah, I mean, so go ahead.
1: Like he's six foot two, twenty three.
0: But he's he a carries a it really well. I thought
1: he hasn't been like a full full time starter. Yeah. But he like yeah he moves really well. He look yeah he doesn't look as big as he is, um, and he's really aggressive. So I just yeah I'm, I'm, I think. A guy who could take a big leap as a Junior. It's like
0: solid tackler, he's gonna run the alley. Aggressive coming to the backfield. No, I think that's a good one. Um the rest of the guys are like just kinda like there's a lot of like solid, like all right safeties,
1: like Yeah, I got a bunch of like priority UDFAs.
0: Yeah, like Kayvon Merriweather's solid at Iowa, good yeah. size. You know, yeah. Newbin is big too, just kinda solid. Like uh, Xavier Henderson's like just a a glorified linebacker, but he's good at it. You know, like there's a bunch of guys that are just like solid, solid safeties, but like nothing that's going to get me excited. That's so why I think I think Proctor's got the most upside.
1: Yeah, Pro- Proctor and Hickman um, are definitely the most interesting. Uh, all right, you want to get on to the awards?
0: Yeah, office Player the Year. Ohio State
1: going to be beating.
0: Okay, so I'm going to go full reverse strength season. I'm going to go Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Congratulations, Rob! Uh, beating the beating the Wisconsin. Badgers, yeah.
1: that the, the Wisconsin should be back in this thing with Braylon Allen. Just feeding just
0: him from the start. Good offensive
1: line, yeah, yeah. Feed him from the start. Like Graham Mertz just turned the ball over last, and then their their defense is has been very good under Jim Langer. Yeah, They've got the best the best defensive defense. player in the conference. Yeah,
0: who I picked for defensive player of the year
1: in Herbig. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah, Herbig defense player of the year, Stroud offensive player. Of the
0: yeah, kind of clear cut guys here.
1: Yeah. All right. Any guess for town of the week?
0: I'm going to say it is uh Madison. That's we've such, t- a,
1: such a bad guess.
0: We've we've just like No, it's it's Piscataway.
1: No, that's a terrible guess.
0: <laughs> okay, what is it?
1: It's College Park, Maryland.
0: Ooh, okay. I'd like this is a good pick cuz I don't know that much about College Park.
1: That's that's why I picked it. Guess what, there's not that much to know. <laughs> Fuck. There, this was by far, like, every TripAdvisor list where I do my things to do in the town, every TripAdvisor list, three pages. College Parks, was they had 16 options. Every other one has 50. Like, there's <laughs> nothing to do in College Park.
0: Got to be some crab cakes, though, right? No. They don't got no crab cakes in College Park? I don't know. It wasn't on
1: TripAdvisor. Oh, I went man. To like, uh, normally, I just go to TripAdvisor. For this one, I went to, like, seven different sites <laughs> trying to find more, and I couldn't. Um, so, yeah, College Park, Maryland. Home to the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, who play at Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium, which opened in 1950 with a capacity of 51,802. The population of College Park, 32,221 as of 2020. Um, Now, I don't know if they have, like, a acting school at Maryland, but there was, like, a lot of people involved in the uh, arts from the University of Maryland. Uh, some notable alumni: uh, Larry David.
0: I actually did not know that.
1: Yeah, I, I was. I thought you would, but uh, Beth McCarthy Miller, who was a director on SNL from like '95 to 06 and then Thirty Rock's director. So
0: every SNL uh, alum went to Maryland. Is what I'm hearing. Pretty much, Jim Henson, the creator of the <laughs> Muppets, went there. Okay, and I want to say that the Terrapin was the inspiration for the Muppets.
1: Bam. Uh, Brett Cecil, of course, i the goat, <laughs> the the late great Lambyus, of course, and uh, uh, Sean Merriman, lights out, remember baby. When, remember when lights out had like the most sacks ever for the first three years of his career, and then like never had a sack again.
0: Sean Merriman is like a fucking elite. I just wish people uh, like remembered and appreciated it more.
1: Yeah, but he had like seventeen sacks his second year in the league. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, notable people from College Park, AJ, I kid you not, there are none. The Wikipedia page normally has, like, a ton of options. This one had nine. I looked at all their Wikipedias. I'd never, like, I couldn't figure out who any of these people were. Like,
0: politicians or something?
1: Like, not even that. Just, like, you know, what, random you know what I think? Is.
0: I think College what? Park is the best-kept secret in America. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I think whoever's there keeps their Wait. mouth shut, stays there... And they love it.
1: I have a question for you.
0: Please, go ahead.
1: You're going to have to uh, pick uh, between some cities you love, though. Okay. What is the best place? College Park, College Station, or University Park?
0: <laughs> college Park, baby.
1: Hey, Amen. Um, college Station the worst.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm state college.
1: Where is state college again? It's Penn State, isn't it? Isn't Penn State... I don't know. I thought Penn State was University Park. I don't know. I don't know. That's a a (laughs) question for somebody else. No, you're right. It's State College.
0: University Park is is another place.
1: All right. Well, cool. Uh, Things to do in College Park. And this is a really pathetic list. But that's not to say you shouldn't visit. I'm sure it's great there. Uh, AMF College Park Lanes... Lake Arte- Artemisia, Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, sure. Uh, C Depot, which is a CD Depot, but it's spelled C Depot. Pretty cool. Uh, the UMD Observatory. If you're into space, I'm not. Um, co- the College Park Aviation Museum. If you're into planes, which I'm not. Uh, the Barking Dog. Woof woof. Not
0: woof woof. Love the Barking Dog.
1: The Hard Times Cafe. Uh, the Blaze Fast Fired Pizza, and, of course, Bagels and Grinds.
0: Mm. <laughs> Love me some Bagels and Grinds.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of after doing my research on College Park, I thought maybe Maryland should be kicked out of the Big Ten because I feel like every other place in the Big Ten sick.
0: That's a good... Like, we don't know a lot about it. I think there's a good reason for it. And, it, again, I'm going to go back to this best-kept kept, best kept secret in America idea here.
1: I liked when I knew didn't know anything, and I thought College Park could be amazing. Now I just, now I just I feel like feel I feel empty inside.
0: Maryland's like a place that we don't know a lot
1: about. I feel like, like as a population. No, definitely. Yeah, I agreed. Um, all right, maybe maybe uh, we'll get Sports Drink to fly us out there. We'll do some investigative journalism. <laughs> Would love that. Uh, so tune in next time when we break down the SEC, or if we do our Week One picks first i don't remember we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out uh so uh from college park to college station we've got you covered this is uh rob paul from (laughs) seven rounds in heaven reporting live